Big Red Revival. Welcome into the Big Red Revival podcast, episode 10. Well, Nebraska fell to Ohio State State this weekend in a, uh, you know, close but not close enough, similar fashion to the previous uh, three and a half years under Scott Frost. And with that, eliminated Nebraska from bowl, bowl playoff contention, uh, not playoff contention, shit, bowl contention for the <laughs> fifth straight year and making that four straight years under, under the uh, – the heralded Scott Frost. Um, so we knew obviously there was going to be changes that need to be made and, uh, you know, heading into a bye week this week that uh, we thought Monday might be the day that we hear something. And as far as either uh, something from Trev Alberts, as far as Frost coming back and firing or being fired or whatever. And, uh, you know, early off in the day, we got that, got the news about, uh, you know, uh, Scott Frost getting another year under a restricted contract and, uh, haven't really got the terms of that yet, but uh, hopefully not going to pay the motherfucker five million dollars a year anymore, and you know lower that lower that buyout of him. You know if I can get that off, you know off the books. So uh, basically, it sounds like uh, you know basically going to be a a show me year next year. You know, and it's just uh, a lot of things are happening. And then uh, you know on the drive home, um, you knew that uh, obviously with Scott Frost coming back, there's obviously changes to the coaching staff going to need to be made. Um, obviously the defense has been the one shining bright spot of this entire team, this entire season, the way they've played, they've, you know, basically went head to head with four top 10 teams and really ha- have outplayed defensive wise, all four of those top 10 teams. Um, that's the number one offense in the country, Ohio state. That's Oklahoma. That's the number one rush, the rusher and leading Heisman candidate from Michigan state. And then that's a good Michigan team, a top 10 Michigan team. So, uh, defense has definitely not been the issue. And so you thought there obviously would be changes to the, the offensive coaching staff. Um, and boy, was there. Um, yeah, they basically cleaned house over there. Outside of the tight end room, which I think we can all agree would be the, the lone bright spot, um, everybody else got their fucking walking papers today. So they got the, you know, the little banker's box fucking, you know, brought to their office uh, with a security guard to fucking, you know, perp walk them out the goddamn doors today as um all offense assistants outside of Tim Beckton were fired from uh, the University of Nebraska today. Zach, a lot of things happening today. Obviously, Frost coming back for another year. The assistants are fired. What's what's just kind of your general, you know, like I said, this has happened all of uh, 10 minutes ago. So what's just your kind of general reaction to this? Well, you mentioned the walking papers, and I'm not – I. My wife is, but I don't watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette, but I know enough about it to know what the luggage guy means. <laughs> and uh, it sounds like the luggage guy showed up to uh, to one memorial drive today and uh, had right. to escort some some folks out. But uh, yep. first off and foremost, uh, what what jumps out at me um, is is the professional uh, manner in which uh, Trev Alberts has done done his job. So far he's pro. gotten here. He's he's a pro, he's a pro. Um, he he understands the situation. He understands it's you know pretty delicate in the state of Nebraska and. Um, you know, it's a it's very much a state divided with with how everyone feels on what we we, sh- we should or should have done with with Frost and you know uh, Taylor and I you you and I talked on Saturday after the game and we kind of agreed that there's just pretty much two real valid camps at this point where 
you know, you're kind of the the wait and see, you know, it, it is what it is. If we keep him, there's got to be some changes made. If we don't, we don't because he's not winning games. And so right. I think that it's yet to be determined on whether this is the right call or not, but I think this is the smartest call and I think this is the safest call. Um, and it allows Scott to, to take one more shot at this thing and really right. take a step back and get rid of some of his buddies, which is, it's gotta be tough for him today to have to fire some of his friends who he's, who, and, and, and coworkers he's been with for a long time. And so, I mean, you know, I think it's, it's just, it's overall going to be a good thing. Um, but it's, it's now okay for us. This is, this is a big deal. And what are you going to do now? Because, you know, this is again, balls in your court, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's all out there on the line now. And, and I, I, you know, I think the way that we handled this and the moves that we made are the right ones, because like you said, you know, the defense has done everything we've asked of them. Um, They've kept us in all these games and there's no reason that we need to mess with that right now. But the offense, you know, they're not holding up their end of the end of the bargain with this whole coaching, coaching staff. We were promised, you know, just, High flying, we're high scoring, the, the number one there. offense in the country because that's what they came yeah, from UFC the with. Big they Ten is going to have to adjust to us, right? The Big Ten is going to have to adjust uh, to us, and now, now we're clearly adjusting our coaching staff to it. And yeah. if it if it turns out if it turns out better, great. But um, I think this is the right move, and I look forward to what we do in the future. Yeah, no, and uh, you know, going into today, I was uh, you know, like so. There's a couple of camps. There's uh, the Fire Frost. The uh, the people are just kind of wanted basically what happened today. And then there's these imbeciles that fucking, you know, are banging the table for him to keep his job. Like, listen, no one should be banging the table for this guy to be keeping his goddamn job. He's done nothing positive, nothing <laughs> positive enough for people to be banging the table if, to keep it. You know, those those people I just I just don't get. It's just like, you know, it's everybody's. Oh, well, we've seen improvement. It's like, yeah, we've seen improvement on the defense event. Like that's not he doesn't do anything with defense, as he will fucking tell you in this previous press conferences. So Shenander, yeah, he's been doing fucking great. That guy, uh, you know, we need to go ahead and make him a million dollar coordinator because, uh, you know, his uh, his phone's going to be ringing this offseason for potential head coaching jobs. Maybe not at the power five level, but, uh, you know, at some of these, um, you know, group of five schools, I can definitely see Shenander, you know, getting a call. And so we're going to need to go ahead and pat his pocketbook and pay him, you know, a million dollars a year. And that's what the top teams are doing. You know, uh, LSU and uh, the SEC teams, they're paying their coordinators two million dollars a year. And, you know, we still we're still, you know, mingling around, you know, six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars. No, no, it's time to go ahead and open up that checkbook. We didn't save some money by this restructuring of Scott Frost contract. Obviously, it's probably going to be similar to the Jim Harbaugh uh, playbook from last year where basically he got half. He was making $9 million a year. They bumped him down to four, cut his buyout uh, down to $4 million, um, and basically made it an incentive-based contract, which is where this needs to be. It's like, hey, how about we pay you $500,000 per win, Scott? You know, I mean, they're not going to make shit, you know, make it as cut and dry as that, but it's going to be, I would suspect, in the two to two and a half million dollar range with, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, incentives of wins and bowl appearances and whatever of a uh, bonus opportunity. So, um, but it's, uh, it's, 
it's it's a big day. Um, a lot of moving parts, you know, and heading into the bye week, um, it kind of gives you a chance to, uh, you know, kind of regroup yourself. You don't have a game this Saturday. Um, obviously, the offensive staff, I don't know. I think we've got a couple analysts that we have on offense. Uh, like I said, Becton was the only one left. But really, it, Frost is the only one doing the goddamn job over there. You know, he was coaching the quarterbacks. He was calling the plays. So, I mean, who who are those guys that lost their job today was the absolute must need to go for you? Must need to go was Verduzco, <clears throat> I think, yeah. because um, – you know, we we talked on the phone when before this, and <laughs> it's just uh, you know, Verduzco has had one uh, sample size of his coaching since he's been here, and I mean, you know, it's been good at times, it's been great at times, <clears throat> but it's been absolutely awful at times, and it's been right. it it you know Martinez has you know he's he's Martinez, and we've seen good, great, and and awful, and. You know, there just hasn't been any real progression uh, from right. that from that position group, and there's obviously no depth there either. Because you know, we're looking at a quarterback who's got a broken jaw and a high ankle sprain going into the last two games, and we don't have the depth to put somebody behind him in the game to to help us win. Because he clearly yeah. was far from 100 percent in that Minnesota game, and we we just we have a four star sitting on the sideline who, I mean, say what you want, but He's not. He's not going to be a better, you know, option than option than Adrian. And so, yeah. you know that. And, and that's telling you something. A guy that, that is the program for two years. This ain't a you know a fucking true freshman off the streets. You know, this guy's been in the been in the program for two and a half years. because yeah. he's then, an early enrollee. And then a close second is Greg Austin because you get yeah. these highly touted guys in here who were looking for this size and this length and this and this certain, certain fucking basketball team. There's, yeah, they yeah. There's a goddamn basketball team. This certain build. And then they get here and they they can't block anybody. And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's between those two. You know, Ryan Held, I don't know that he necessarily had the greatest batch of running backs, but right. Ramir has has improved a little bit over the course of this year. But, you know, outside of him, he – he, I don't know. He he just didn't didn't do anything for me either. And then, you know – The lack to identify that was just starting running fire. back. Yeah, the lack yeah. that I identify mm-hmm. a starting running back has been Hell's problem. And, you know, you talk about Greg Austin. I mean, what a complete fall from grace. I mean, two years ago, this guy was probably the number one ranked assistant. You know, we had to go out and get him a new a new title as, you know, run game coordinator to give him some more money. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Like you said, they, they wanted to go out and look like a Big Ten team. Well, you know, and they thought – bigger so they started recruiting these six foot seven six foot eight six foot nine guys mm-hmm. and they can't fucking play a lick i mean bryce benhart was a is a high four-star player um turner cochran your left tackle he was damn near a five-star he was a top 35 player in the country and this guy can't block a lick to the point where we're pulling our fucking center out to go out and help pass block our fucking tackles because they literally can't block a soul. I yeah. mean, they're not even getting hands on the guy. They're not slowing him down. You might as well go out there with just a guard center and ta- or garden centers. I mean, the D, Sorry. the DNs center and guards, the DNs, the last couple of games should be tipping Corcoran for how he just escorts them right to the quarterback. Oh, each yeah. play. He made, all, he made those guys some money today. You know, they, they say it's like, you know, they put, uh, they put some good film out on our fucking tackles, you know, these last couple of mm-hmm. weeks. It's just, uh, I mean, that dude from Purdue last week, like that's going to be his NFL highlight tape. Like, look what he did in Nebraska here. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes, R- Greg Austin absolutely needed to go. Verduzco um, needed to go. Lubick, I never liked the hire in the first place. I mean, the guy quit football 
fucking when he was the offensive coordinator at uh, Washington, Washington, because and I'll go old school, Washington, uh, you know, for all the old people listening, uh, because it was too much and went to go sell insurance. Well, you know, take your ass, go back and fucking sell insurance, man. You you thought that calling plays at Washington was going to be less stressful than coming here to Nebraska in this situation? The fuck were you thinking, man? Like, honestly, you want, you want a guy that's bought into football, and this guy had just basically retired from football because it was too much for him and went and sold insurance. So that was the guy that Frost – you know, thought was going to come in here and fucking save the day. It's not. You need to go get a top-end offensive coordinator, preferably a guy that's been a head coach in college football and is not fucking under 40 years old, okay? Let's, you know, I've talked about this before, about the the ages of the coaches. Outside of Verduzco, who has the worst fucking resume I've ever seen of anybody in a Power 5 coaching level. I mean, this is horrendous. Horrendous. Most of his experience at D3 and Juco ball since 77. How you been in college coaching this long and, you know, that's your best, that's your resume. Yeah. So, um, you know, you want to see some guys that have some experience. I mean, we always talk, obviously Alabama is the gold standard for, for anything in college football these days. And we talk about how they have, they have uh, two former NFL coaches on their staff, not fucking head co- college coaches, two former NFL coaches, Greg Marone, the old coach for the Jags and a guy whose name we've been hearing a lot around here, Bill O'Brien, which, was a guy that, you know, talking about, you know, possible frost replacements. Well, it sounds like he might be getting his ass canned down there in Alabama right now. But um, just they have a lot of experience. And we've talked about this before. I heard it from Damon Benny up here in the Omaha 1620 about how everybody on this staff, this was the best job they've ever had. And you can't have that. You can't have everybody here is just like, oh, shit, I've been locked into the best job I ever had. You you can't. You can't have that, okay? We need to go get some experienced guys and some dudes that aren't fucking going to go out with Frost and, you know, not be his friend. We need some guys <laughs> that are coming in here to earn uh, this job or a future job because this is basically going to be a one-year trial for everybody. So it's uh, – I don't know. So we've we basically have answered um, two of the major three questions that uh, – Nebraska is going to have after our season hasn't ended, but you know, being eliminated from bowl contention, it's it's over. uh, It's over. Yeah, it's over. I mean, it's, it's nice that you have Wisconsin, Iowa, two teams that, you know, if you beat them, it means something because we haven't beat either team in seven years. Um, But for all intents and purposes, purposes, yeah, this season's over. We're not going, we're home for the holidays. Yep. Nothing means anything. If you're, if you're sitting at home for the holidays in college football, Exactly. But uh, I think, you know, obviously this fan base would feel, be feeling a lot different if uh, I I would bet my money this isn't going to happen. But if it miraculously happened that we beat Wisconsin and Iowa to end the season, I think there would be a totally different vibe around around the state. I think I'd be more as I'm upset. saying, I don't think this is going to happen. But um, and even if you beat and honestly, if you just beat Iowa at the end of the season and you finish four and eight, imagine imagine finish four and eight. And motherfuckers feeling good about how you perform this season, you know, yeah. like just incredible. But back to the two things I said. So two of the three questions were answered. Um, we're bringing Frost back. He fired. We already know which uh, assistant coaches he's fired. And now the third and now the most important question is special teams. No. Oh, Adrian Martinez. Oh, OK. Does he come I, back there's a fourth a question year? for me then. Oh, Um <laughs> Well, there's those questions, but there's four, those are the three major. Yeah, okay, right, now it's right. what's what's Adrian Martinez is gonna decision gonna be? Is this a guy that uh, you want you want to be here to be a record breaking five year starting quarterback? I mean, 
uh, clearly that's never happened before. No one's ever been a five-year starting quarterback. So it's, it's a special, a special thing. So Zach, I know we've been kind of, uh, you've been on the Adrian Martinez train the entire time. I've been on it for 85, 85% of the time. Um, obviously I, you took I a pit stop. A couple you times. took a pit stop. I did. I stopped off a couple times, you know, hung out, check out the scenery, a couple other places, but, um, it's just, um, you know, you, then you come to find out he's been playing with a broken jaw and a high ankle sprain, high ankle sprain, excuse me. Um, what, what's your feelings on Adrian Martinez? Should he come back or should he should he leave? I don't know yet. I just don't. Um, <laughs> I, I think that he's kind of in a wait and see period, too. I think he's probably leaning towards not coming back, to be honest with you. Right. Um I don't. I don't even see him necessarily transferring. I could see him just saying, "You know what? This, you know, th- that's it for me for for football." He's a smart kid. He's and he, you know, he's you know got a good head on his shoulders. He's probably got a good you know career ahead of him. Whatever he decides to do, but I, I don't know that. I, I, I don't know. Um, I think that maybe a lot of it might sit might ride on who we get as an OC or and or quarterback coach and. And then maybe he he sees an opportunity to kind of like attempt to maybe build a draft stock because he does have good size. No, and, stop it! Stop uh, it! Hey, no, no, no and, and I'm not I'm even. Delete, I'm gonna delete that from the podcast, Zach. No, hey, stop it. So I, no, just <laughs> no, hear just me kidding, out. But, um, okay, I'm listening. But um, and you know that was that's a long ways out though. That's a long ways out. You know, you never know what's gonna happen. I I think that maybe he he's in a wait and see period, but um. Again, it goes back to we don't really have anybody else behind him. And so hopefully he makes a decision sooner rather than later so we can move on with our future because I don't think it is Smothers. Um, And I I could see Smothers just maybe ending up at like a UAB or something going back to Alabama and and being a a serviceable quarterback there or something. But I don't know. It's, it's, It's very – this whole thing is very fresh and new, so – it, a lot is going to unfold over the next few weeks. Yeah. It, I mean, we're going to need to know that decision, you know, uh, following the black Friday game almost <laughs> yeah. immediately. November um, because we're, <laughs> yeah. Cause you have, uh, you have the uh, early signing period then. Um, and then you obviously got to get in the portal. Maybe Ohio state will kick us one of their four or five star freshman quarterbacks. You know, obviously all four of them ain't staying. You know, they literally have four five-star freshman quarterbacks. So, um, and one of them starting. So clearly the other three are not going to be <laughs> sitting around riding the bench. So at least two of those guys are going to be in the portal. Um, you know, as far as the Adrian decision goes, it's, like I said, it's been uh, a mostly love, love-hate relationship, mostly love though. Um, for him, you know, if I'm him personally, I would I would go in the portal and find a, a one-year spot to go to and see – see, you know, if I can maximize my talent. Um, I think you already know what you can get here. And, you know, maybe next year is a little bit better, maybe wins-wise. But um, I don't know. I think maybe you want to go see yourself with a different play caller, different guy at the, you know, at the helm. Um, and, you know, I think I think that's the best decision for him. But as a Nebraska fan, I also I, – I hate to say it because I – I was really into we can't have both these guys return next year. Like I didn't want Frost and Martinez to return because, you know, the old, uh, when I say the definition of insanity, you know, just <laughs> doing the same thing over and over. And I think I like, 
I like. I think they need a breakup. I think they need a breakup. I think Adrian needs to go find himself another school, even though I think that would is our best option. I think it's best for him and all of us to just cut ties and him to play these last two games, see what he can do, and transfer somewhere else. Um, I'm sure another nice big time school. Uh, would take him, and I bet you he can start. I bet you he would fucking ball out and have probably the best year of his career. Um, and sometimes a change of scenery is just needed, you know. And sometimes, uh, you know, as far as Frost, you know, being put – I mean, when they have to release a statement, uh, you know, that you're keeping your job when you're already under contract, it just – it tells you, like, oh, we're – you know, we're thinking about firing you just to, <laughs> just to let you know. We were thinking about firing your ass. So, uh, you know, it's – I was hoping – that, you know, all this offseason drama with, uh, you know, all the rumors and shit off the field that uh, it would have focused Frost in this year. And I thought we were going to potentially see a different product that he, you know, was going to be 100 percent bought into football. And that was going to be um, the changing dynamic that we needed this season. Um, and it just wasn't. Um, it was just the same song and dance, you know, obviously, except for on the defense side, um, the defense, obviously a lot better. But um, it uh, was Basically, like he said, the same movie, same movie, just a uh, new year. You know, it's kind of like uh, uh, playing Madden. It was just the 2000, you know, <laughs> it was the 2021 version. It's the same goddamn game every mm-hmm. year. They just yeah. put a new label on it. And that's basically what's happened here at Nebraska. So um, I would like Nebraska to go to the portal and get a quarterback. Um, obviously, we're going to lose some guys. That happens to every team. Um, but, you know, I just want to see Frost make a decision. Go with it. Identify who your starters are. And play those guys because I think that's been our biggest qualms with our one of them is uh, just the, the so much rotation. It mm-hmm. just shows that I don't know. It feels like he doesn't know who his best players are. And um, just to and, go, just to piggyback on that too, it's like you know, how many times have we seen Wyatt Luer out there lately? None. Right. None. We've, we finally started playing Xavier Betts and Omar Manning and these guys that are clearly our most talented players. And, you know, we haven't been, you know, that the results necessarily haven't been, haven't been there, but you know, you feel better about it at least when you have your best players out there. And I, well, you just want to I don't, the same I mean, guys. Cause yeah, you, you don't know who's good. It's yeah. like, how are you, you guys see these guys every day in practice. And every time I see Xavier Betts, he's making a fucking play. Yeah, yep. And then you don't see him for two games. And then, you know, you start to hear, Oh, well these, you know, they basically call him a fucking idiot. Let's just call it how it is. You know, they basically said he ain't fucking very mm-hmm. smart, um, which whatever. And, you know, so, you know, one thing that kind of slid under the radar last week that I saw was obviously Thomas Fedoni's uh, elbow to play. He's back. Um, and they fucking come out and they're saying uh, he's having a hard time uh, learning the playbook and he hasn't learned the playbook. It's like, what is wrong with your guys' fucking playbook? Like, I only see you guys run fucking six to eight plays. Like, honestly, I mean. Your guys' plays plays are about as generic as it gets. At least I mean, the, the play calls. The I don't know about your be, playbook. The playbooks have to be written in Latin because that's, that's the only thing I can I can come to because no one seems to get it. It's like okay, right? So if no like, one gets you, it, what do you mean he doesn't know the fucking playbook? If no one He's gets been it. on the sidelines for fucking ten months and he hasn't been able to learn the plays. Like what? Yeah, are the come words on, too big? Like simplify it then. God, <laughs> come on. Written in hieroglyphics, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, come on, what the fuck, man? So it's just go get you a proven commodity at offense quarter. Not, not some guy that was a quarterback coach at Oklahoma or fucking this, that, you know, 
go get a guy, a proven guy, go get you a former head coach and, and get him on your staff in some capacity. And this, this topic also came up to, um, and Verduzco was well known for not letting his quarterbacks um, go to go to the Manning Passive camp. Yeah, go to quarterback camps in the off season yeah. when it's pretty pretty <laughs> normal for a lot of these big time guys to go and do work, do to, to do workouts with with big time co- uh, quarterback coaches. And right. Verduzco is just clearly a product of the system and being the smartest guy in the room and not letting his mm-hmm. quarterbacks go and do it. And yeah. now it's time to maybe you know relook at that option for for your guys because God forbid you let them go out and get coached up and become better in the offseason. Yeah. yeah, it's um, you know a lot of things are happening here. Um, it's just uh, it is what it is. You know, we're uh, when you're a three and three and seven team. You know, all options are on the table, and it sounded like all the options were on the table. I don't know if. Uh, Trev gave him an ultimatum, but I, if I was a gambling man, which I am, um, I would say that, uh, you know, Trev gave him an ultimatum, you know, Hey, you need to fire. I don't know if he put a, a number of guys, you know, like at least three guys or what the, but you need to fire a couple of your coaches and take a new contract and we're going to restructure it or today is it. Um, so I, that I'd be willing to bet that's the way it went and Frost made the right decision, you know? Um, and he's keeping his job. He needed to, because I mean, where the hell is he going to go? Where's he going to go get a job at? He's, you know, his stock's at an all time low right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, granted it's easier to walk away with a cool $20 million in your pocket, you know, of your buyout. But, uh, obviously, you know, he's 45 years old. He wants, <laughs> this isn't his last coaching job he wants to have. So, and he definitely doesn't want to leave a sour taste in his home state, you know, <laughs> you know, he's so, um, I guess, what do you see going forward? How do you see these last two games playing out? Um, and what do you see for, uh, just kind of the trip, maybe the, what do you see going forward in these next two games? How do you think this maybe galvanizes the, the team, especially the offensive end and, uh, with the rest of the season plays out? You know, it's, it's not uncommon to see, uh, teams come out and play inspired ball after, after, something like this happens to a staff. I mean, uh, who was it? TCU came out and they beat Baylor after they fired Gary Patterson, Gary right. Patterson's best friend and, uh, and best man in his wedding had to coach TCU after Gary Patterson got fired on Saturday. So, yeah. I mean, winning out got a top 15 win. And then you look at, and we didn't win this game, but, uh, when Polini got fired and we came out and played in the holiday bowl against USC and Tommy USC. Armstrong, and Barney mm-hmm. Cotton was was the stand-in head coach. Inspired football. Best performance of the season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I wouldn't be surprised to see us come out and and look a little bit different and play with a little pizzazz, hoping, you know, th- there's already been rumblings a little bit about guys like Cam Taylor Britt and JoJo maybe maybe not playing these last two games because what are you playing? Right. What are you playing for? Those guys, yeah, those I, guys are gonna be drafted. And I mean I, I JoJo, for sure. JoJo for sure. Yeah. I don't, Cam Taylor Britt probably might, you know, if he does get drafted, sixth, seventh round guy. But, um, yep. you know, those guys, you know, they have a big decision to make. And luckily for them, they have a little bit longer time to make that decision. But if they do come back, I would expect to see some inspired football. I don't know that we'll win, um, but it'll be probably much of the same that we've seen all year. You know, just we'll, we'll, we'll be competitive and, 
you know, if we finally do get over the hump and win one of these games, great. But, you know, it doesn't, you know, we're not, we're not going to be in a bowl game. We're not playing for anything really anymore. So right. what are you really, what are you really doing? Yeah. And no, I think, I think you're right. It probably, it's going to provide a spark because, um, you know, it's going to, you know, unfortunately these kids, kids, young adults, grown men, however the hell you want to look at them, these, the players on the team are now seeing that there's, you know, there's actually consequences for your gameplay. This is, this is a fucking business whether you want to look at it that way or not, this is a fucking business and your performance on the pill on the field, like say your offensive line, you offensive lineman, your performance on the field just costs your coach his job. He now has to pick up his family, pull his kids out of school, sell his house and change his whole life because of your performance on the field. There are real life consequences of this shit. You know, like this is big business here. We're not fucking around. You guys have lost a, you have changed a man's life because, <laughs> because of your performance. Like his kids are going to be moving out of state and going to a different school now. And you know, that kind of just, I don't know. I mean, it brings the real realization to the mm-hmm. whole situation. Like, Oh man, like this is, yeah, we're not just out here. This isn't high school ball anymore. This isn't just, you know, we went, Oh, and whatever. And you know, the coaches, you know, back to being our PE teacher on Monday. Yeah. It's like, no, uh, we got blown out or we got beat and now my coach has to move out of the state and pick up his family and leave. <laughs> so there's yeah, and, and you hope you hope that they see it that way too because it's not right. that's not something that the co- other coach the coaching staff that is retained can actually come out and say cuz it's right. like Exactly. <laughs> it's like that so, goes so guys performance on the field has got the last motherfucker fired. Yeah. So let's try not to do that with me. <laughs> you know, let's let's try not to do that. So help me uh, help yeah, you. Yeah, I just exactly <laughs> guys let's try to let's try to do this together here um so um I, it, i'll be anxious to see obviously the martinez decision and then also to see what decision frost makes on new hires um you know i'd like to see him some guys that he doesn't know you know a lot of staffs i know not a lot of people know how staffs are built but it's usually built on like word of mouth it's like hey zach do you know anybody blah blah, blah. oh yeah I, I coached with this guy i've got a relationship with him um, it's recommendations. Frost is all hired yeah. dudes off of, except for Teoti is the only guy he hasn't coached with that he hired. Um, but it usually is, you know, you reach out and someone, Hey, this guy would be good for this. This, you know, I want to see him hire somebody that he hasn't pre- previously worked with. So they're coming in they're not going to be a yes, man. Um, I'm anxious to see the assistance he's go, he goes with. So, which it may be hard to get beans. They basically know they're going to be on a one year, one year deal. So, it's going to be tough to maybe get the top talent. And and if this motherfucker doesn't hire a special teams coordinator, I'm I'm done. I'm fucking, I mean, fire him before the season. If he announces four hires and none of them have special teams coordinator next to it, fucking can his ass. Yeah. It, <laughs> can it, him right fucking then and there. It's like, why not just go for an OC and then this new OC and Frost can like kind of split duties or they can figure that out with the quarterbacks, running back coach, O-line coach, special teams coach. It's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And I, don't know. I mean, if, if Martinez really wants to troll people, he could just like come back. And if he decides to come back to Nebraska, he just releases like a, uh, um, a video like LeBron did. I'm not going to win one. I'm not going to win two, three, <laughs> four, five. I'm going to win six games this year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that would be epic. <laughs> epic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always I've always been impartial to uh, well that uh, Lauren Stevens she had a good I'm back fucking uh, yeah. video come back for a volleyball year, uh, but like the Jordan just the straight facts 
I'm back. Fucking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just that. So um, there's still a lot to play out. Um, obviously heading into bye week. So, um, but just wanted to hop on here and talk about these latest developments. Obviously, it's been a couple of weeks. It's been uh, shit. I think <laughs> the last episode was uh, before the Mich- Michigan yep. game when we were fucking riding, riding high, talking about winning out, talking about you know this, that, and third. And since then, we've managed to go on a three-game losing streak. So, um, but just wanted to hop on here and talk about this uh, obviously recent developments here in the program. Uh, they're pretty major uh, for this year and for the next couple years of the Nebraska program. So, uh, Zach, anything else, man? Uh, Nebraska ball opens regular season play uh, Tuesday night um, against Eastern Illinois, Kobe Webster's former team. Uh, mm-hmm. Look, look for them to do, you know, hopefully big things. I, I've, I've been to the both, both the exhibition games. They, they look different. They look different and not in the Husker football different way, but actually <laughs> different. So yeah. um, they should be exciting to watch. And um, hopefully they, they'll kind of lift up the, uh, the Husker nation um and yep. take us into baseball season and then before you know it we'll have a new offensive coaching staff for husker football next fall so we'll see yeah exactly and uh hopefully the volleyball team can get their get their shit right um they've been kind of i don't know they went on that one little skid they lost three in one week and then um then went on an 11 game run and then they've lost uh three in a row now so it's uh i don't know i haven't quite found the groove yet uh but uh you know and John, we trust, so I won't question anything that man's doing. Absolutely. So uh, <laughs> John Cook, the fucking man. So until uh, next time, guys, GBR, enjoy the bye week, enjoy the next two games, and uh, we'll eventually hop on here again and uh, discuss uh, Husker football as we love. And, hey, if this uh, basketball team gets on a little run, it might be a big red <laughs> big red basketball pot here. So uh, maybe a that's pivot. It, guys. Maybe a pivot. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but uh, go big red. Go big red. This is the Big Red Revival.